And welcome back to Utter Descent. I'm Brian, and with me this week, I got Eric again. Yep, back again. So this week, we are going to review Left 4 Dead, one of the pinnacles of zombie games from the developer Valve. Uh, Eric, why don't you kind of give us a introduction to the game in brief? So, in general, the game kind of works as you have four survivors. They are they kind of imply that they're all uh, immune to whatever the zombie plague is this time, um, and so they don't turn or anything like that. And the zombies that you fight against, their whole thing is that they can be shot down like normal people, except they're crazy. Uh, they don't really give you any more information on what the background of the story is. Pretty much like not only headshot style zombies. Um, also, they have uh, special zombies that do things like drag you away or pin you down or whatever, try and break up the group. So all in all, it's like a cooperative zombie shooter. Get from point A to point B, start thing and defend it. That kind of objectives. Cool. And, uh, What's your, rather than an intro, what's your, like, reaction to the game, briefly? (laughs) (laughs) So I've seen people play this game a lot, but I've never really picked it up until now. Um, And it didn't really change my opinion about the game. It feels kind of like a like a dry kind of repetitive game to play and i know that's kind of funny to say considering how like randomly generated everything is but at the same time it kind of just has the same feel no matter what map you're on it you don't feel like you're you're playing a different experience it's just like a different atmosphere for the same like adversaries you know that they don't really set you up in any unique situations most of the time mm. yeah i mean I I can't disagree that you know the the replay value of the game isn't coming from necessarily a, a completely randomly generated world for you to be in and they don't add in new zombies or or anything like that but I don't think I would call it try <laughs> I mean it's <laughs> it's a pretty intense game no matter what no matter which level no matter what part of the level you're in it's it's got a good it's got a good vibe to it. I I would not describe it as dry. I don't know. It's um, it's kind of strange because I've watched people play it a lot, right? So I don't really have to know what map they're on or what their objective is. The objective is always to just listen up for the super zombies and shoot them whenever you see them. You know, <laughs> like that's constantly your objective. The or the horde, but otherwise it's I gotta pick off all these these straggling zombies all the time because if I don't then they're gonna come behind me and take five percent of my health per whack. You know? And they're not really a threat, but they're like a chore to mop up the spare zombies that are always being around the map. So it it always seems like you're playing the same map, <laughs> in my opinion. Mm, no, I, I disagree with that. There's I feel like there's a difference between claustrophobic running around inside of the house or inside of a building fighting versus like working your way through the abandoned streets of the city versus going through a, a terrifying cornfield. They, I guess realistically, if you were to like reduce the game down to um, no sky boxes and just the corridor you're actually running down. Sure. I'm sure they all look about the same, but they do a good job with the ambience around it and, 
the particular wall that you can't get past, whether it's trees or whatever, to give you a different feel whenever you're running through those different zones. So I think it feels different from map to map. Yeah. <laughs> I guess <Yeah>. you could... <laughs> I, guess, I guess what I'm getting at is that, like, you wind up... It, it, yeah, they have different atmosphere for the different maps. It just... Between the maps, they don't give you, like, a very diverse experience of what you're doing. It really does feel like you're playing, a like, an online multiplayer kind of game. And I was playing it solo. So it was, like... I kind of expected some sort of like prog- progression where things would get harder or change from map one to map two to map three, you know, but instead they kind of start you off with all the super zombies are against you right from the beginning. And then it's the same level of difficulty for throughout the whole thing. It doesn't like really scale up that much until you hit that last maybe DLC map that we did. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm, interesting well we'll get on to that later um let's uh let's see what steam has to say about it oh this even tells you who's in in the summary of the game it's even telling you who made it <laughs> from valve in case you don't know who that is the creators of counter-strike half-life and more comes <laughs> left for dead a co-op action horror game for the pc and xbox 360 that casts up to four players in an epic struggle for survival against swarming zombie hordes and terrifying mutant monsters so this is actually one of the worst summaries I've seen that we've reviewed so far. First off, it's funny that Valve is who makes Steam, in case some listener doesn't know that, is advertising their game by mentioning that they made it. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that they're mentioning that it's on the 360 on their Steam blurb, like, Still? why would you be telling them to go play it on the 360 if... It's on your computer. And I also like the fact that they're saying up to four players as if you could actually tell the game to turn off the AI, which you can't. You always have four players. They mean as four human players. Right. Yeah. Your team is always the same size. Like, <laughs> Right. There's no option. Yeah. But uh, the last bit's at least fair. Epic struggle for survival against swarming zombies and terrifying mutants. So... I agree with the last half of it. It's just the beginning. It's kind of fucked up. <laughs> yeah, I think it's funny that they would mention the 360 on, like, still, like, they didn't bother to change that, considering that's not an exciting new thing anymore. Right. And it's also a console that <laughs> is barely supported anymore. Right. <laughs> but at It'd least... be like saying, oh, you can get it on PC and NES. So PC then. <laughs> so, Yeah. <laughs> Oh, let me go pick up an NES so I can play this game. It 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 kind of sounds like they copied and pasted like the back of the Xbox three like three sixty um, game case and just pasted it onto. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, oh god, the the three sixty guys aren't going to know who the hell Valve is, so we should probably tell them. Mm-hmm. And then they would say, "Oh, you know these games that are pretty much only on the computer." Well, this one's for the Xbox, so you can get on our sweet developing team action. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so in terms of um, initial impressions, like I know you said you've watched other people play, so why don't we start there and then roll into initial impressions of actually playing it? So like how how I reacted when other people play the game? 
Yeah, like the first time you actually saw someone playing it, uh, your initial impressions, because it's going to be different than when you went to go play it yourself. Right. Yeah, it seems pretty pretty cool at the time. Um, I mean, the graphics were pretty solid, especially for the time, um, and it did seem pretty intense to watch people playing it, which was good. However, I wasn't really super interested in playing because it kind of seemed, I guess, repetitive. It also seemed like the AI were as much your enemies as your friends were. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> they're supposed to be helping you and you need them around, but, like, they also shoot you and they blow things up and cause alarms to go off. So, <laughs> that wasn't, like, super appealing. <laughs> to be fair... The AI, I have never seen them blow something up, and I've never seen them shoot you. It's just that they run in the way of your bullets. <laughs> I, I have a bit on this later. <laughs> all right, all right. So what about initial impressions when you yourself went to play it for the first time? Or at least maybe this time. Yeah. Um, I mean, it felt vaguely familiar um, just because I'd seen the first, was it No Mercy, the first one? Um, mm -hmm. I'd seen that played through before and I thought it was nice to kind of see like the whole thing play out and like stop and read like the writings on the walls and all that kind of stuff. Cause, literally. Yeah, literally. Um, <laughs> and that was kind of fun because, you know, there's a very small bit of story to be squeezed out of the game that you can read through those. Other than that, they kind of like didn't let me use the initial guns for very long so i kind of had to figure out how those guns operate later like as i got reset back to the beginning for each chapter um what do you mean like i didn't try the uzi for a while because i got the shotgun and then like within the first map or within the second map they gave me uh like advanced weaponry so oh, it didn't I feel like i had like the weak weapons very long and I didn't think to like go and check out all the weapons, so I think they could have stretched out how long I had the we had to use the weaker weapons. So, quick question then: what's uh, what difficulty were you playing on? I tried regular and uh, advanced. I think they call it the middle upper mm -hmm. difficulty. Okay, so that's probably why you feel like you didn't get a a good feel for the weaker weapons because the difficulty level will affect pretty much everything about the game but one of the things at least we'll talk right now is the weapons mm. and which ones you tend to find how quickly you get the better weapons how often you find weapons how often you're going to find med kits and and uh and ammo um and like pipe bombs and all that kind of stuff gotcha yeah so maybe that's the case uh, i played most of it on the regular difficulty and then I just dabbled in the higher one for to see what it was like. All right. So I guess uh, what about the intro cinematic in, in terms of like, what did you think about it? And then how do you think it actually like linked to the game? Yeah, I thought the intro cinematic was good. It, it did a good job like kind of showing you what the different zombies were and what they're what to expect of them. And they also give you a name for each one of them, which is mm -hmm. important. <laughs> so you can tell people what's coming up and i think it was pretty representative of how the whole game functions in like a one minute or two minute thing yeah i always liked the the intro cinematic for the game i thought it was 
really intense and unlike a lot of games it actually like you said was representative of the game it it showed you what you were kind of going to do rather than i'm trying to think of a game that had an interest in oh dust force dust force had a shitty intro cinematic that had nothing to do with the game (laughs) this one you know it's hey look here are your different characters we're going to tell you what their names are uh here are the different zombies that you're going to encounter and here's a overview of how fucked you are for the next you know eight to 16 hours that you're going to be playing this game right (laughs) and i mean the zombies moved really fast in that cinematic and that's what they gave you so you know and there were a lot of zombies and that's what they give you you know they kind of does it does a good job of like highlighting what's different about the game from other games right and it also gives you like a it's not like the characters that you're playing as in the intro cinematic are behaving drastically differently from the way that they do in the game. Like mm-hmm. They still seem panicky but competent. You know, it's not like in the intro cinematic they're just gods and then you play and you get fucked. Or the other way around, where in the intro cinematic they're like crying little wusses who can't even, you know, lift the gun and shoot and then you take over and it's like, you know, kill Master General. It's pretty representative of the way they handle themselves and scream whenever they get their nipples ripped out by the hunter right the other thing that would have made it a little bit more realistic though is if they had like bill and francis dead at the bottom of the of the (laughs) um fire escape by the tank because (laughs) like since when do they ever run properly Or, yeah. or like when I mean, they do that like jump or they like link hands and get pulled up if they just missed. <laughs> <laughs> Zoe just like decides that she's not going to help. <laughs> right. Or was it Zoe that was jumping up? I forget. Uh, I'd have to go and watch again. I didn't watch it this time because I've seen it so many times. <laughs> it's just that <laughs> your team isn't that good. Maybe right. if you have a bunch of uh, real people playing, but the AI aren't that good. Yeah, but then they could have done one where the person reaches out their hand and catches them and then pulls it back and smirks. Because <laughs> that's how a real person would do it. Yeah, <laughs> Laugh true. at you as you hit the ground. <laughs> uh-huh, we're going to have to start from the beginning. Fuck you. Or if like one of the bodies at like the intro sequence was just like a clone of one of the other people because that happens. <laughs> like if they walked up and like picked up their gun, I'm like, all right, let's try this again. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the seriousness of the intro, though. The last thing I want to say is that it did a very good job of linking the introduction of the game to the actual starting point in the game. Instead of being some, like, bombastic, superhuman fight, you know, happening in space, and then you're some office worker or whatever, like some games do. It actually literally puts you on the roof where the first mission starts. Like right. you, you come into the people and you are looking where they ended in the intro, which is nice instead of, because it actually is disconnected from the game. It's not like you push play, the intro starts, and then you zoom into the back of someone's head or something. It's That's the intro every time you start the game and you have to go through a menu. They could have easily dropped the ball on that and, and decided to just start from somewhere else. Minor detail, but right. I thought it was nice. Yeah, fair enough. So... Gameplay wise, let's uh, we kind of talked about what the game type is. Let's let's roll through some of the specifics of um, what makes this unique in terms of its gameplay. 
So uh, let's let's start with the guns. What did you think about the the various weapons you were able to use in this game? So I thought the guns were pretty well balanced. I liked the. I mean, it kind of sucks because there aren't very many variations on weapons. You know, there's like six, and then pistol, <laughs> um, which I was a little disappointed at. I was kind of hoping to be. I kind of knew, but I was kind of hoping that at some point while I was wandering around trying to figure out where I was supposed to go next that I would walk into a room and they'd have some you know unique weapon or something that I hadn't seen or something that's more like rare or something you know anything to give me incentive to actually look in those rooms instead of just using them as a potential direction to get out <laughs> right um, or get to the next thing um so the guns work. They all feel powerful in their own way, except the hunting rifle. It doesn't really seem like a very functional weapon. Yeah, the, the hunting rifle is actually a very good weapon, but it's only useful if you're playing with like a full team of humans. Because otherwise, you know, the AI partners are going to do their job, but they don't really handle prioritizing as well as humans do. And if you've got a sniper rifle, that's that's what you're going to do with it, is try and hit priority targets. But you need to be confident that your teammates are going to have your back. And if the AI decides, oh, someone went down over there, that's more important than defending the sniper, you're in trouble. So it's easier just to grab a different weapon and not and not try and use the sniper rifle. But it is a very powerful gun. It, it does the most damage per shot, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, it's a... It's a good gun. It's a fun gun to use. It feels really powerful. It's just not practical for defending whenever you're playing, uh, like with the AI. So whatever. Uh, I thought the auto shotgun was pretty good. The uh, I don't know what it's actually called, but the M14 style thing. Um, that gun was nice, but I felt like its accuracy when you go full auto is pretty hard to justify. Uh, when you're fighting like a tank or whatever, I'd, it's it's hard to get your range right to actually put down enough ammo into them while not missing, mm. which makes it a challenge. You don't want like a death gun, but like, you know, it's still annoying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I get what you're saying about the fact that there's not a real wide variety of weapons, but, and this could just be because you're playing on normal difficulty. When I was playing this game a lot and by the way in case i haven't mentioned this i used to play the crap out of this especially in high school i never found it annoying that there weren't other guns because it kind of kept you moving if they if they had opened it up like you know there's 20 to 30 guns or whatever and you had to go find them it would kind of take away from the frantic feel that the game's trying to keep going if you're stopping to explore all the time and if you're on normal uh, you you feel like you can do that because there's so few zombies and whenever they do attack they're not like taking out chunks of your health i mean when you play on expert i think every zombie takes out like 15 health the regular ones when they hit you so like you don't have time to look for stuff if you come across a, a weapon or something it's because it's literally in your path to the end because you don't have time to wait around and, and explore. So I kind of like the fact that they simplified it like that and said, here are your three guns plus pistols. Just pick the one that you like and keep moving. 
Yeah, I mean, that's fair. But whenever I keep moving, I always wind up going into the wrong area. Like, I find that I've circled back on myself accidentally and then have to go in another direction. So, <laughs> if there was stuff to find, I would find it. Yeah, we'll talk about level design in a bit. I think that there, this game has a very good weapon system. It's simple. It None of them seem completely useless. Um, they've got a nice mix of like secondary things like the Molotov and the pipe bomb to either distract the zombies or set up a barrier. You know, you can find explosives and stuff laying around to throw out in the way of the zombies. It's it's a nice mix of of weapons, and you know, the, you'll eventually gravitate to your preferred loadout. Like I know when I originally played this, I was auto shotgun all the way. That was the only gun I ever wanted to pick up. But then once I started getting better at the game, I decided that the, whatever it is, the assault rifle <clears throat> is a better gun just because it has long range, but it does have stopping power if stuff gets too close. So as long as you're accurate with it and you're making sure to not just, you know, spray and pray at the crowd, you can actually take down a lot of people very quickly. Yeah, you're right. Um, the pistols, I thought, were a pretty solid balance of, like, feeling powerful as like a base weapon so like yeah you know if i didn't have a gun i didn't feel like naked you know the pistol's solid in its own right that might change when oh, you yeah. get to the harder difficulties but no see the pistols actually become more valuable on harder difficulties because ammo is more scarce and the mm -hmm. hordes are bigger so you have to compensate by using the pistols more often the majority of the time I've played this game was sat in a crouch position shooting at people with pistols from as far away as I could. Uh, no, they're, they're absolutely necessary when you're playing on hard. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, once I figured out that crouching actually made your aim better, which I know for Valve, that's like a standard thing. <laughs> that crouching is like looking down the barrel of the gun in a normal game. But, you know, I'm used to games that in order to get increased accuracy you pull down a button and you look down the barrel and that's how that works in most shooter games but <laughs> that has to be different so crouching is the look down the barrel button <laughs> whatever <laughs> i don't know sometimes i i would like it to have a look down the barrel button and other times i'm glad it doesn't i don't think it would work in a zombie game very well not a zombie game that zombies uh, move this fast yeah like in um that exactly that i would agree with if they were slower in the call of duty zombie bits kind of the thing about looking down the barrel is that you like lose your perspective on the whole room which wouldn't work in a left for dead kind of game because you couldn't you wouldn't be able to gauge where anything is while you're aiming and shooting at someone right and like if if it required accurate aiming you know if these were more like uh, Night of the Living Dead kind of zombies shoot them in the head versus I guess 28 days later zombies like this is then maybe being able to aim more accurately would be more important but in this it's easier just to aim for the center of mass and waste a little bit extra ammo instead of trying to pick off headshots right because anything except for their center of mass is just flailing so <laughs> <laughs> you know you really gotta pick. Right. You really gotta pick your shots, and the best is right at the gut, and it works. So I'm not complaining. Um, 
<laughs> so what did you think about the healing system that they have in the game in terms of like how you interact with your AI partners when you're when you're fighting because we already went over the guns so the next logical step would be you know actual AI interaction um so they i mean with the AI they they're all right they don't usually in terms of like using consumables they never throw grenades which is no. annoying because i there's like five grenades sitting on this bench and i can only use them and i can't tell them to carry them for me so right. i don't know why they don't use them maybe it's because they found an issue where they would damage you accidentally it's gotta be or they they were going around hoovering them all up and then the human character never would get to pick them up yeah but they could still carry them <laughs> that's true or they could just let you carry more than one yeah that would be fine too or but anything really. I, see, I just think that like if it's just gonna be me, I need those utilities. Yeah. But I, I see what they're doing. They don't want you to be like you know, this isn't Halo. You're not walking around in a suit of armor. You're supposed to be vulnerable. So saying, Hey, you can carry around six pipe bombs would make the game way too easy. Which I do understand that if you're not playing four player co op, then you're just being captain and knee from the beginning. Right, and they cap you some more by <laughs> by preventing you from having people that use throwables, and it just it's just annoying. They really couldn't go wrong with their own pipe bombs. All I'm saying. Uh, I don't know. I, who knows? Maybe maybe it was just an AI issue that they didn't feel like resolving, or maybe they figured it would push you towards playing with other people. And they want to try and socialize people. <laughs> would that be annoying? Yeah, that is annoying. And intentionally making a bad design choice to force people to play with each other <laughs> oh you don't like our ai well i guess you'll just have to talk to your classmates <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> now i in terms of ai in video games these guys are actually pretty good they don't they don't usually do too many stupid things i think the only reason that they feel as dumb as they do is because you're so close to them all the time and they're so necessary like when i was playing on expert every time one of them would walk into my field of vision and i would accidentally shoot them and i'd watch their health drop by half or you know i I'd, I'd watch bill get taken down by like four special zombies in a row and watch zoe and francis both waste all of their med kits healing him it's like no just let him die just let him die i don't your waste i need that i need that health pack stop it you're gonna make me kill him so that you don't waste it on him you stupid fucks we're gonna get to something really difficult soon i'd rather him just die now and i pull him out of a closet rather than let you waste our most valuable item here yeah i mean the easiest way to heal people up is to just kill them and then pull another one out of the closet right so right i think that Which... they have a limited like time period on their health but still worth it <laughs> as opposed to sacrificing your health back yeah it's not it's not worth letting them waste the med kits especially on the harder difficulty levels because there's a chance the ones at the beginning are the only ones you're going to get right and there's nothing worse than watching them go and waste them on something stupid um but that being said they actually do a very good job it's it's more of a you don't notice them until they fuck up like normally when you're playing through the game you just 
you're like, okay, well, I'm doing good. And the only reason you're doing good is because they've been taking the special zombie hits or they're killing them or, you know, helping you to handle the horde. And you only notice how, like, you just notice them when they walk in front of you and get shot in the face. Right. Right. Which kind of reflects very good AI, in my opinion, that they're, they blend so well and do their job so well. Yeah. I don't know, man. I still don't like the AI. <laughs> That's pretty non-committal. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you're you're pretty on on these AI. I I agree. They do. Uh, they blend well. They're not always a pain in the ass, but in my opinion, every time something goes wrong, it's their fault. So, you know. <laughs> oh, okay, so elaborate on that. What's your what's your beef with them? Is there a specific instance or set of instances that you can tell us about that pissed you off? Well, so it depends on what difficulty you play on. So, when you're playing on regular, they're like they're like normal people. They don't they don't do anything wrong. But then when you move up to advanced, it's like the zombies already got to them. They don't have any brains anymore, and they like <laughs> decide to do things like shooting car alarms. The first time I played through like two or three, not not I guess chapters, right? Yeah, chapters inside of the. Yeah, I think it goes mission and then chapter or chapters mission. Oh, it yeah, doesn't fucking matter. Whatever. You're talking about a level. Yeah, a level. Yeah, okay. a period of leaving a red barred door and getting to the next red barred door. Okay. Um, yeah, I played a couple of those, and they just the first thing that happened when we walked out <laughs> is Zoe decided that she was going to shoot the car that had the alarm in it. Really? Like we walked outside, and there was a horde, and it wasn't even next to the the car but a zombie came out from over there i guess because the car alarm went off and i was shooting in a different direction no i know it wasn't my fault unless the car alarms just sometimes go off from zombies doing no, stuff i've never seen that happen i think it's i've never seen the ai shoot the car alarms that's that's really weird well i just figured that was a consequence of moving up uh what else did they do to me there was definitely Oh yeah, they were really struggling to revive me whenever I fell down for a while there. Like I was dying and the horde was done and they were kind of just walking in circles and it was really annoying <laughs> because I I'm right there, you know, you just got to come over here and revive me before another thing happens and then they got pulled, you know, hunter jumps on one, <laughs> smoker gets the other, you know. <laughs> boomer throws up on the yeah. last <laughs> <laughs> like you had four seconds to do this and you didn't use them and now i have to go back <laughs> yeah see i i guess i can't really excuse that because the the most of the times that they ended up pissing me off in the game when they weren't wasting my health kits was when they'd they leave to go and pick up someone else mm. and or we'd be in the middle of a fight and they'd be standing on top of someone intermittently trying to pick them up and shoot and pick them up and shoot. And it's like, just just leave them there. Just leave them alone. Getting them up right now isn't going to help. Finish killing everyone, then pick them up off the ground. Yeah. Or I think my favorite is when I'm trying to run somewhere and they stop me by healing me. <laughs> They're like, no. Nope, they just care about you. Give, give me a hug. I need a hug right now. <laughs> it's like, well, no, can we do that when we get to the safe place? No, right now. 
I appreciate the fact they're at least healing me instead of refusing to. True, they could hold my health packs hostage. And go, no, this is mine. <laughs> but they, I don't know, I, I'm glad that they do heal me, that's convenient. It's just like, I want like a refuse health pack button so I can keep running. Yeah, that is the one thing the game could have used, was like a command the AI interface of like, tell them to come over here, or tell them at least like a stop. Yeah, like... Whatever you're doing, just reset your thinking and try again. Right. Put those pistols away, get your real gun out, and stop trying to heal that guy. Yep, that would have been nice. <laughs> but as I said, I I don't know. I, I understand your, your frustration with them. I just don't think it's that bad because um, they don't fuck up too much. Right, considering how much I need to rely on them to do stuff. It's playable, so that means they're doing a pretty damn good job. Right. Um, so I guess the, the next bit would be the other side of the AI. What did you think of the special zombies, or just the zombies in general, I guess I should say? Um, I think they did a good job with the regular zombies. They're, they're a nuisance, but they're also, like, they can do a lot of damage if you're not busy mopping them up all the time, you know? So, like, they're annoying, but they're a threat at the same time. You kind of think, like, oh, these, oh, look, here's one, let me kill it. Oh, here's another, let me kill it. Oh, there's a hundred now. Now there's, now they're a problem, you know? So I think they did right. a good job making them feel pointless, but then also being scary at the same time. Right. Like, whenever you walk around, they are initially just kind of, like, standing there, and you're just like, oh, this is easy, let me just pop, 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 pop and kill each one but then you know you get two running at you and then there's a third and then there's 10 coming from behind and it's very swiftly goes from a shooting gallery to i'm getting raped from all sides help me Mm -hmm. yeah it's uh because sometimes you just want to run through it you know you're like all right i've already died on this thing like twice i'm tired of clearing out this alley before i continue I can just run through them. They don't even attack me anyway, right? And then you get to the other side and they spawn a horde and those other ones join in, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So they're definitely a problem, Um, especially when you throw in the special, the monsters, as as the back of the game box calls them, (laughs) the special monsters. (laughs) Uh, Because they're like the main threat and then... The special uh, zombies are the ones that actually, like, give them their power, I guess. You know, like, dragging you away from the group. You can get attacked by the regular zombies. Uh, Like, getting pinned down by the hunter, like, the regular zombies will kind of hoard around you. And it kind of makes, like, a, a meat shield to protect the hunter while he does his thing. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like... They complement each other. Yeah. Or like for smokers, you just they just drag you away. <laughs> so self-evident why that's a problem. And like the for instance, like the boomer is like a completely pointless thing if the regular zombies weren't already well designed. Right, because that's his whole point is to get the others to come. Right. So I really don't. I think that as a game, like a zombie game in general, especially for the time, they did a really good job about handling zombies and making them appropriate in their in their like 
power, like well balanced against your guns. Mm-hmm. Let's actually tell everyone what each of the special zombies are since i mean i doubt there's anyone that's going to listen to this that hasn't played the game but just in case um you want to run through them or should i uh i can try um so there's the smoker who essentially a zombie it's a little taller than the other zombies and it kind of hobbles around so it has different like gait that you can tell um typically oh so the zombies can come from outside of the map so they can be on like rooftops or outside of gates and stuff so that's where they spawn so you don't see it happen um mm-hmm. and the game definitely does run on the things spawn in kind of mechanism so just because you've cleared out a room doesn't mean there's not a zombie in there later you know right so smokers usually will be on the rooftops or from behind you where you've already cleared out um and they I guess they use their intestines. Is that what it is? They, yes, they're literally throwing their intestines up to grab you. <laughs> right. They throw their intestines out to grab you uh, and like lasso you in and drag you away. And while you're being dragged, you can't fight. Um, and they'll just keep pulling you until you hit an object that they that they deem is unpulloverable. And then you start getting damage. And the main function seems to be to take you away from the group. kind of breaks up the, the teamwork. Yeah. Um, and then you have the hunter who is essentially like a dude in a black hoodie that crawls around. And his thing is he like pounces on you and his motion is like a really low to the ground crawl, but then very exaggerated far leaps. Like you can jump from the edge of your distant sight, like in two leaps he can get on you. Um, and then he pins you down and t- takes your health away slowly um i do believe you can when he's doing the leap if you time it right you can smack him with your like the butt of your gun oh yeah you can stop him but you have to see him yeah you have to be facing him and be like ready for the the lunge um then you also have the boomer who's big fat bloated zombie who if you shoot him he'll explode um doesn't really do that much damage but it does stun you um, if you're too close, but the real problem is that he pukes on you, so, and that attracts zombies, like, instantly, there's a horde that pops around a corner. Any corner yeah, for will For some do. reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Suddenly, there's just a horde of zombies that shows up. Sometimes, there's been one or two times where I've seen it spawn, so. It's very rare that you see that, though. They do a good job of keeping the zombies spawning out of your line of sight. They They do. Uh, I mean, sometimes basically it's like a a wall of like water, but it's zombies that comes running around a corner. Um, yeah, very entertaining to see it happen. <laughs> um, Except you've got liquid vomit tripping oh, all yeah. over your face. <laughs> you can't see. Yeah, if you get you, you can't see. Um, also, the animation for having puke on you is pretty cool looking. <laughs> like it's pretty not realistic i'm not sure what it would look like real <laughs> but <laughs> it's still fun uh and then there's the witch who sits in a corner and cries and if you shine your light on her she'll come get you and if you startle her she'll come get you and usually she just comes over and smacks you to death almost immediately and then she runs yeah. away <laughs> she's definitely one of the more threatening ones because especially on expert um because on the normal difficulties, if she hits you, you just go down and someone can catch you back up. 
but an expert. She's an insta-kill. She hits you once you're dead. Does she go so, after the next person or does she run away? Oh, no, she runs away. So whoever startled her usually just stops running and is like, fuck it, I'm dead. I, there's nothing I can do about this. Right. Oh, and there's the tank. And tank's deal is that he just has a lot of health. And he'll smack you around. Usually doesn't insta-kill you, though. He throws big rocks at you and kind of stuns you. He runs just a little bit faster than you do. So <laughs> you can't really backpedal and shoot at him. He's going to get somebody. So which of them do you which of them do you think you hated the most? Cuz I think we kind of agree that the the zombies work well together and they they all kind of have their own individual function and none of them seem unnecessary, I guess would be the right word. Mm-hmm. You know, they they didn't add like some infinite health flying bastard that you can't kill and you know they, they, everything seemed to be flawed in its own way and mend well with the rest of the of the zombies pretty efficiently but if you had to pick one that was like fuck this guy every time he shows up <laughs> i think the boomers are my least favorite cuz uh yeah i mean okay so recently we encountered the tank like army that happens on the, <laughs> the final campaign but ignoring that possibility that they're just going to throw two or three tanks at you i think that the boomers are the most new like the worst nuisance because their whole like mode of conduct is to spawn like around the corner you're about to go around and then vomit on you but you couldn't have gotten them because you don't have anything that goes around corners like a grenade you know like you don't have like a like a standard grenade that you have or something to get that kind of situation, you're pretty much just going to get puked on. Yeah, the boomers are definitely the most, in my opinion, the most annoying of the of the zombies. I mean, the hunter, the smoker, you can handle them, and if you're quick on your feet, you can usually take care of them before they do anything. Um, the tank's just what it is, and the witch, as long as you leave her alone, you're fine. But the boomers, man... I. I've seen them jump off the tops of buildings and fall on your team and explode. Like, they are relentless. <laughs> and and they cover you in vomit so you can't see right whenever there's a horde and you need to see. And they attract a horde. It's it's a mess. They're they're definitely <laughs> They're definitely the one that feels the most satisfying when you see them explode in the distance. Just like <sighs> If that actually meant that there was gonna be less fuck of them. That guy. True, true. They do spawn quite often. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're quite a nuisance, but I can't help but like the mechanic. I think it's a good mechanic, you know. The more it annoys yeah. you in like a a threatening way to the gameplay, like I think it's a good thing. As long as they're not like, <laughs> you know, like like the witch for instance. It could be really annoying if they spawned them like guaranteed two or three times every map, but the nice thing about the witch is that usually it's once in a map or sometimes not at all, you know, so you only have like one moment where you have to negotiate that, the problem of startling yeah. the witch and it, or trying to avoid startling it while fighting off zombies and stuff. So, uh, let's move on to talking about the, the level design. Um, we kind of touched on this before and that you said they were all the same level. You want to, you want to take that offensive statement back or elaborate? <laughs> no i'm pretty it's not like what i'm saying is they all play through the same 
they look good, then yes, they look different, but they all, because it's always the same guns and it's always the same utilities and it's always the same, like, throw, um, what do you call them, interactive environment objects, uh, like the gas tank that, mm-hmm. like, you toss it and you shoot it and then it causes, like, a field of fire, um, or, like, propane tank that, I guess that's a gas tank too, huh? But... Yeah, propane but. tank, yeah, which you toss and you shoot it and explodes. For for those who aren't familiar with every game mechanic <laughs> about surrounding <laughs> those two things, um, but yeah, it's always the same interactable objects for all the maps. Always the same guns. Always the same objective. Let's say like the getting to the safe house. The safe house usually looks the same, which is good because you can identify them. But they didn't really try to make it so that each map played and like really felt different kind of felt like a skin put around like some sort of multiplayer map you know that like a stock multiplayer mechanism that they built the map around (laughs) i don't know i i see what you're saying but i just don't agree like let's walk through the the different chapters i guess we'll call them there's no mercy so you start on a rooftop you work your way to the streets or maybe even a sewer section of that i don't remember and then eventually you end up in a hospital trying to get to the roof to contact a helicopter so it goes from claustrophobic moving through apartment buildings and hopping from roof to roof to running around on the street and ducking down alleyways to moving through the dark cramped well corridors again but this time in the hospital then you're gonna have to help me with this. It's been a while. What's the next one after that? Um, the next one after that, I think it was the sewers. Might be what it's called. I don't know. I have to look it up. Um. Okay, so the next one was Crash Course, which I never played, so I won't. We won't talk about that. After that was Death Toll. So that's mostly like going down a highway. This is the one where you end up in a in a sewer system. And then you go to a church, you work your way through a town, and then you get to a boat and defend the boathouse while the boat comes. So that's mostly open environments where you know you're you're dealing with zombies kind of able to come from any direction, whereas like in the no mercy level it's a lot more localized where they can come from. They have to come down a hallway, they have to come down a, an alleyway, they can't just spawn out of the bushes surrounding you um dead air where you start in a greenhouse and then you move over top of rooftops and through construction sites and then eventually into an airport to try and get onto an airplane so again so this is kind of a blend of the first two because you start out on rooftops and stuff but eventually you get into more open environments um and then the last one which is blood harvest where you're pretty much just in a forest the entire time. And you eventually end up at a farm, um, defending the farm until the the army comes to pick you up. And I feel like all those kind of play different because you have you have a different focus and the end of the missions, you know, while it's still defend the point while the thing shows up to pick you up, they have different ways of you doing that. Like the No Mercy one is a lot of there's not really any good place to sit and hide, so you kind of have to be out and about moving around the 
the obstacles on the rooftop and, you know, keeping the zombies from kicking you off the edge or pulling you off the edge. Whereas in, in Death Toll with the boathouse, there are a couple places you can hide. You can hide in the in the boathouse if you want. There's a pavilion that you can defend. Um, again, you're still defending the point, but the, the area that you're defending kind of gives it a different feel to how you're going to do it. Um, dead air is like the most open area possible. You You can't really hide. You have to stay out in the open and um and fight. And I think they even have a turret on that one. I think I think No Mercy had a turret too. Yeah, they do have a turret. Uh No Mercy also had a turret. And Blood Harvest is kind of a blend of actually I'd say Blood Harvest has the best ability to hide in a closet and cry. Because it has a couple different houses slash barns that you can stuff yourself into and just, you know, put yourself in the corner and keep hitting Pete down until they go away. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Um, my, but <laughs> yeah, my thing, I guess they can play differently. It's just, it doesn't feel like they start you off with this like movie gimmick, like mm-hmm. the style of the whole thing is like, it's a movie play the game, which I thought was kind of cool. Right. But movies usually have plots and <laughs> I, didn't find a plot while i was playing i know you're supposed to be doing it yourself or whatever but i don't think that they really tried that hard to to have the chapters play like there's a story going on like that you should care about any of the things that are happening like i well let's let's talk about the the plot or lack thereof um in a bit let's focus on the level design Okay, well, because they don't have a plot, <laughs> the level design <laughs> doesn't feel like you have a whole lot of motivation to get to any particular area. It feels more like you're going somewhere because it's the only path that you can find that leads out of the area you're in. Um, and I've tried. I feel like I'd search every room before I figure out where the opening is to get to the next spot. Um, and I'm sure the game would be a hell of a lot more fun if I already knew what the map looked like. Uh and a typical Valve, they still haven't picked up on the technology of minimaps. <laughs> um, we were talking about this before. <laughs> uh, they don't like, for whatever reason, they're not interested in telling you where things are or how to get <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> so you have to figure it out on your own. Yeah. Just, just to tell me where the walls are. That's all I need. Just a skeleton map. <laughs> So I know which way I'm supposed to go. I don't know. I I guess I... It is too linear for them to kind of let you wander around aimlessly. I see what you're saying. Because, like, I know where to go because I played it too much. But the fact of the matter is there's really no non-linearities of the game. It's it's basically like, you know, if if there's a, a apartment that you have to enter into the most non-linear it gets to how you're going to get out of there is if you exit through the left or the right window at the end of the apartment, right? It's not going to be you could go out on the roof and then go down this entirely different path to get to the end, or you could go out in the basement and crawl out through a sewer drain and end up on the the ground for the rest of the mission. It's always going to be the same path. Right. Which... Well, I mean, it's always going to be the same path, but they have a lot of nitty-gritty spots around which is fine for playing the game but if you don't know that 
this house isn't the way out. That house over there is you wind up trotting through a lot of, you know, you, you put yourself in a lot more danger <laughs> than you should have to. Right. Which is why I found it pretty hard to play on more difficult difficulties aside from the the loss of intelligence in the AI. As you go up, it seemed like I couldn't get, like I got dead looking for the way to get out of the area that I was in. <laughs> Finding dead ends. But, but I mean, that kind of reflects the frantic bit of the game. I mean, would you have found it any better if they had had like two or three ways to get to the end of the of the level or if there were like five options and two of them were dead ends make it more realistic uh no i think that they should have just had some cues that this was the direction you're supposed to go like i know i'm supposed to go to the hospital maybe if the hospital was tall and visible then i would know that direction's the direction i need to go it's not so much that i think that it's bad to have a linear game format it's just bad to have a linear game format if you don't know where the line is <laughs> which mm. is all fixed by me playing the game more but still you wind up like i i think i found every single door that somebody could respawn in <laughs> i was like oh this clearly isn't the right way out because i know that door <laughs> and this is an empty room <laughs> right i don't know i think the level design's pretty good it, it doesn't usually become confusing as to where you need to go in general it's it's kind of clear um you know it's not going to open up a, a building and let you climb 10 floors only to go this isn't the right way and come back down it's it's pretty good about kind of keeping you on the straight and narrow without making it obvious they don't throw up a wall and say you obviously can't go that way it's more organic um than that which kind of makes the game feel bigger than it actually is, which I think is helpful for what they're trying to accomplish. Well, I think we're just going to have to disagree on this one. <laughs> I'm not. I don't feel it. I just I just need, like, a... Like, I was so happy whenever they had, like, the sign that says, like, the safe rooms ahead, because I knew that direction was the direction I was supposed to go. <laughs> it's like, yes, there I go. I found it time to go yeah fair enough now where is it i've been presented with a <laughs> been pre presented with a construction yard somewhere in here there's a safe room time to wander <laughs> <laughs> all right well again we'll just agree to disagree <laughs> um last bit on the gameplay what'd you think of the controls are they fairly um, intuitive did they work pretty well another pet peeve of mine with valve is that they still haven't figured out how to hotkey a grenade to the g button like <laughs> it's relatively fancy technology i know but if you just if you just make it so that you can throw grenades by pressing the g button i would be so happy yes having to scroll through all your weapons in the heat of the moment to get to your your grenade is not not helpful i I'm trying to remember if the Xbox had a button for grenade or if you... No, no, you had to switch to it. It was the D-pad. Yeah, and I mean, you could argue like, oh, they do have a button for grenade. You just press like, I think it's four. But like, come on. <laughs> you can still make it take time for me to, to take out and throw the grenade. Just make it so that I just need to strike a button, you know? Yeah, I, I can't argue on that one. It It would only improve the game. It's not like being able to quickly throw the grenade would make... It uh, 
that drastically easier for you to play. It would just make it less frustrating. Yeah, and I and mean, I find that it, like uh, toggling flashlight on and off is less important to me than being able to quick throw a grenade. Right. Yeah, they should make you take out your flashlight too, right? So you can right. flash a flashlight on something if they're gonna do this. <laughs> well, it's attached to the end of your gun. Well, attach a Molotov to the end of my gun. <laughs> then i'll just like throw it that way just saying if you're not gonna make me pull out a flashlight then don't make me pull out a grenade (laughs) at least they didn't make the flashlight battery train that's true yeah you forget that it's on most of the time which is fine i don't want to have to sit there and recharge my battery and squabble with the other with the other teammates about who gets the spare batteries you should be glad that we weren't playing this on the on the Wii. If we were playing this on the Nintendo Wii, we'd have to sit there and shake the Wii mote to recharge the batteries on the flashlight every time it died. <laughs> what really? <laughs> like a like a shake weight? Yeah, like a shake weight. <laughs> and if you don't have it at the right angle, it's not gonna register that you're shaking it right. Oh, yay. <laughs> That's what I like in a game. Interactive. Um just for the sake of being interactive. Yeah, just for the- just for I don't I don't know just for the gimmick I guess just to justify that we forced you to have motion controls on your console <laughs> right just to make it push it in your face that you bought this piece of technology that you didn't really need to play games um anyway for controls like considering I mean this is very nitpicky but it would have been nice if they brought in like your pickup field whenever you're trying to grab like a gun or something you have to really like look directly at the gun to pick it up, and I don't see the point considering how, if I'm even close to this room, the only thing in it is a Molotov. You don't have to make me like select which Molotov I'm picking up. You know, I can walk over and press pick up button, and it should just come to me. I shouldn't have to hone in. <laughs> yeah, but like, what if you were trying to, in a panic, pick up the shotgun, and you ended up picking up the sniper rifle? Yeah, I know. I'm just saying. It was... It grinded my gears for a little bit until I got used to the game. I'm like, why am I having to... Can't I just pick up a Molotov because I don't have a grenade? Just walk over to it and can it just glue itself to me? I'm sorry, man. Not everything's Spire the Dragon. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) You don't always have sparks following you around. Yeah, I need like a fairy to come around and like hoover up ammo and stuff for me because I'm incompetent (laughs) and don't feel like looking at the ammo to pick it up. But otherwise, not much of anything to say about the controls. They were fairly functional for first-person shooter. Yep. I mean, it worked out pretty well. I mean, yeah, this, the control button for crouch is kind of annoying. I probably should have remapped it to somewhere else. But It's not a bad place for, for a crouch. It's just the fact that it doesn't toggle. That's my beef with it. Yeah. Yeah, that's fixable, though. I assume that you can remap things. You can remap it, but you can't toggle it, and that's, I don't want to have to sit there and exercise my pinky finger when I'm trying to crouch for a long period of time. Right. You could, like, have a paperweight nearby and put it on control (laughs) and take it back off. (laughs) Or they could give me a toggle option. Well, like we've been (laughs) talking about, Valve lives in, like, the Stone Age of game controls (laughs) and GUI, so... (laughs) One step at a time, man. They updated Team Fortress, kind of. Yeah, they updated what it looked like. They 
Still didn't give you a mini-map. They made sure to remap the F key so you could look at your gun. That was innovative. That was innovative. That's, like, so important. How else am I going to look at my skins? Right. All that money I spent. All that, all that money, and I can't even fondle the gun. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, that's just... Anyway. Oh, that is, that's true. That's what they need in this game. They need to have a gun-looking button. And skins. Do they have gun skins? I don't think so. I've, I've never seen DLC like that for this game. That must be what, like, the reason why I get a bad vibe about Left 4 Dead is that there aren't gun skins. Oh, yeah. I mean, if if only your assault rifle had flames all over it, you would have felt more in the moment. If only I could have glitter falling off of my feet as I run. <laughs> or rainbows <laughs> shooting out of your eyeballs. Yeah, like, these are all things that are necessary in a game <laughs> <laughs> or dress up like a twat yeah <laughs> oh, jesus anyway um on the more technical side you mentioned that you thought the graphics were pretty good so anything specifically you want to say about them or just yeah they were pretty good <laughs> no i mean they especially for the time i think that they put detail where it mattered um the environments are pretty detailed, but they're significantly less detailed than the zombies are, which is cool um, by me. Like, if you're going to make zombies run into my face every day, like, constantly, then I'd rather them be detailed and varied. And most of the zombies are pretty varied from one another. I never noticed, like, the one zombie that I always seem to be encountering, you know? Right. So I think they did a good job um, with the models um one thing i had an issue with was sometimes the resolution on the text on the walls were pretty low and considering that they spent the time to write it and put it there i kind of wanted to read it (laughs) (laughs) well i mean that could just be age you know maybe the game wasn't designed for whatever resolution you're running on so or maybe you didn't fix your your resolution maybe because i was mine was fine maybe it looks better on uh on a CRT, yeah, CRT, but yeah, no, I think that did a good job with the graphics. Oh, one thing, one thing that I always find annoying with with games, especially from earlier, is that whenever you get like a big cityscape, like I noticed this on a the hospital one, um, they give you like a big cityscape of the, I guess it's not Riverside, it's whatever the the actual city is called, but I have no idea. But it's like really poorly texturized i guess you could say and that's like if you're gonna give me that view i'm gonna take a minute to look at it (laughs) and like examine what this world is that you're that i've been wandering around in the alleys of and they just didn't put any effort into making you know like the the hills or whatever are colored like trees but there's no trees that kind of thing Yeah, I guess. I mean, I think that's just more of a limitation of the time than anything else. Well, just don't give me that view if you want to keep up the illusion of having like a high, you know, a well-rendered game, let's say. That sounds pretty nitpicky to me, man. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's not It's not necessarily a problem. I'm just saying, like, I like it whenever <laughs> there's consistent graphics being applied. That's a fair point. I, I get what you're saying. I just think that, like... I'd rather them spend the time making sure what I'm constantly interacting with is is properly rendered than making sure that 
if I look into the far distance, I can see the trees swaying. No, sometimes you just gotta stop and look at the trees, man. <laughs> I'm less interested in my skyboxes. Sometimes you just gotta walk under the trees, look up, and spin, and what? <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> and, and see if they render properly. See if they, yeah, see how they do this. The I think that was an Oblivion reference. If yeah. Anyone's, <laughs> if anyone's out there. <laughs> yeah, I forget exactly what they do, but if something like they wouldn't spin with the tree yeah kind of spun individually they don't actually change position uh or they all change position just a little slightly differently so that when you rotate the center of each blob of tree leaves rotates on its own (laughs) which looks good that's what it was which looks good when you're not standing under the tree spinning (laughs) right Uh, but anyway, so let's move on to the audio because I, well, actually, one last thing on the on the graphics. One thing I really liked about Left 4 Dead with their graphics was the way they handled the dynamic lighting because there would come times and it, you wouldn't always realize it, and, but every now and then you'd go, why am I having such a hard time seeing? And I noticed that that was happening when I was going like full automatic on the assault rifle, my my video game eyes were actually starting to get, um, what's the word I want, overwhelmed or oversaturated. That's what I wanted to say. And it would actually take a second after you stopped for them to readjust to the, the gloom of the surroundings. Uh, the way that the, the light plays off of all the zombies and the shadows and all that, and the way it blends with their facial expressions, it, it's a very good system for keeping it dark and dreary and scary and as much as it can be scary yeah the flashlight effects are also pretty good they cast good shadows i would say um like when something gives gets up in your face it'll block your light for instance and that can be a problem in a very dark room right and it also casts a lot of extra detail on the grotesque monster about to try and bite you in the face that you didn't see before Mm -hmm. um this is a minor thing i i it's something subtle to the game, but I think it really adds to the overall feel of what you're trying to accomplish, which is, you know, get drawn into this zombie simulator. Yeah, yeah, they definitely, their their use of light makes it, is probably the only reason that the game could be scary. Right. I In general, I wouldn't consider the game very scary, but that's just because, uh, I don't know, it has a very multiplayer feel, so it doesn't really feel like that's what they're going for. Maybe creepier than scary. Yeah. So the audio. Um, personally, I think that this game has pretty good audio. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to praise it with regards or with respect to Team Fortress and that both of these games <sighs> have good audio to make you easily distinguish of what's going on without having to see it, which in this game I like in Team Fortress I find annoying. Because in here, each zombie has its own noise. You can immediately identify what's happening. They play music to to let you know that a horde is coming or whatever. And they do a good job of kind of making it distinct, but also making it blended with some of the other ambient sounds. So it's 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 not immediately recognizable, so you can still kind of get surprised by it sometimes. Um, they do a good job of, of making sure that your audio input is helping you. Uh, and it doesn't 
doesn't get as annoying as it does in other games like Team Fortress, Cough Cough. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so you you brought this up earlier, but the sound of the gunshots just never ends, which <laughs> is good because I think its point is to kind of mask, like you're shooting, you don't get to hear that there's a hunter coming around until it makes the leaping sound, you know? It's like, stop shooting, and then you can hear. It does get really disproportionately loud, though. Like, especially when there's, like, a horde where you're defending a spot. It's like, the only thing I can hear is zombies screeches and <laughs> gunfire. It's like, my my ears. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, at least it's it works, because it should be. It should be that loud. You shouldn't be able to hear anything else if you're surrounded by four people shooting constantly yeah no thought he was good the um sometimes i felt like they gave me way too much warning that there were bad guys coming um but most of the time it seemed appropriate like they gave me just enough warning whenever i was approaching a zombie that i could respond the witch's crying is a little loud like in terms of (laughs) the distance that you can hear it from uh I, in my opinion, like I'm like looking for the witch for like several rooms before I find out that it was way at the end, you know. So it's kind of a just to make you spooked because you're not really sure where it is. It doesn't really, you can't really hone in on it, which is a good thing, I guess. But you know, <laughs> doesn't make it not annoying to you, right? Because then you have to walk through dark rooms without your flashlight on. You're like, well, come on, when when are you gonna? <laughs> be here they probably could have done without the music on top of the witch crying and everything i mean i guess they're doing it to try and make you extra unsettled but at the same time it does seem a little unnecessary like if you hear the crying you should know what it is and you don't really need the game to be sitting there going (laughs) yeah fair (laughs) (laughs) are you scared yet here why don't i play you a scary tune (laughs) I'm going to sit here and hit the same keyboard note. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, wait, sorry. Wrong game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. <laughs> um, yeah, I, we've, we've pretty much gone over the majority because the rest of the stuff is kind of about like the story and the, and the characters. Anything you want to say about the individual characters? I mean, this is a perfect opportunity for you to bitch about one of the probably worst parts of the game well i mean so the characters they're it's nice that they don't chatter too much but sometimes their chatter is pretty funny um so i don't really mind that they don't have a backstory again it kind of gives it the this is a multiplayer game to play online like you just jump in and it's all good like it gives it that feel um when you don't have any sort of personality to the characters, the most you get is in the intro thing. And I mean, they don't really tell you anything about them. Um, in terms of like the whole movie gimmick that they're trying to get across, I thought that it was pretty hollow. Just, I, it's not really their objective. Clearly. I don't know if they were doing like a hot take on horror movies that like, they don't have a plot. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) and that was like what they're, they were getting at is that here, we're just gonna, have the have let you fill in because it's a horror movie just don't don't expect anything too much except for killing zombies and stuff that's why you're here that's what we're giving you stop complaining you know yeah i don't 
I don't know if that's what they were going for. That may be reading into it a little bit too much. <laughs> well, they didn't provide a story, so I can't really say. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? There's perfectly there's a it's a perfect story. It's you came in the middle of it and you're just watching it till the end. And every time they try and escape, they fuck it up and uh have to try again. Yeah. Duh. Well it would be nice if they did some sort of cinematic between the chapters, you know, to show you like I mean like um I forget what in between which ones, but when the helicopter crashes, like they don't show you, they just start you off and have them complain about how their pilot turned into a zombie. It's like, well, if you're gonna set up the movie thing, you could at least like show us that. <laughs> <laughs> or just skip it, you know? You don't have to pretend there's a plot, just don't <laughs> you know, don't make the end real credits about a movie because it would there's no character development or anything it's almost like a joke yeah maybe it was a joke i mean i don't know maybe they were trying to have it open for you as the four players to come up with your own plot well i yeah I, i'm stuck here. probably not that's <laughs> i tried that i can't keep that sentence going that was a, that's clearly if that is what they were doing then i find that annoyingly pretentious more than anything else make your own zombie movie <laughs> yeah i mean i don't really care about it it's just they i think it would have been cool for there to be a little bit of a story going on i think they left the door wide open for it and it's unfortunate that they didn't go with it because left for dead 2 had more of a story to it but it was still it was still almost non-existent but at the least each one of the chapters distinctly linked up to each other whereas in this one I don't really feel like they did. It was kind of more implied that this was supposed to be continuing from the previous one. But as you said, because you didn't see a, a cinematic of the helicopter going down, who's to say if this is really connected? Whereas in the other one, at least you would see like something from the previous one. Like if you escaped in a race car, you would see the race car and someone would go, damn, I thought we had more gas. Yeah. You know, that kind of a thing. Well, I mean... They do that for the helicopter down one. They say, oh, I forget, I think, I think it was Bill who was saying, like, just our luck to have our, our pilot turn into a zombie. <laughs> I'm like, all right, yeah. well, thanks for putting some pieces together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, the ending of, not Death Toll, uh, the one after that, one before Blood Harvest. Dead Air? Dead called? Air. Yeah, you escape in an airplane. <laughs> I don't remember Blood Harvest starting with you where an airplane crash occurred. No, that's not how it goes. And same with Death Toll. I don't remember the the beginning of Dead Air starting with you getting off a boat. Yeah. I don't think they make those connections for those ones. Just the same group of survivor in the same town. Just Which, doing a different thing. Yeah, it's... It is unfortunate because there is so much to the overall atmosphere with the way that the characters scream whenever they're getting dragged away, the panicky voice they, they give whenever they're doing stuff, the the incredible amount of detail they put into like um, set dead bodies all over the place and have blood smeared across certain areas. You know, they do a very good job of making it feel like you're moving through a completely dead city field whatever the fuck it is you're moving through 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it's unfortunate that they didn't take it that one step further to really bring it all together because they could have. Right. And they already have enough banter between the people. They could have them discuss the coffee shop you're walking by or something, you know, just, right. you know, provide some atmosphere. But I guess it doesn't really work like that because they have kind of a randomly generated enemy system. So there's no like trip wires for you to, you know, cause the conversation to happen or whatever because they the game doesn't allow for that really yeah which is uh, i guess why most of the banter happens at the beginning right before you get out into the the rest of the world otherwise they'd have to either a they're talking meaning there aren't going to be zombies so let's start running or b they would have to have themselves be interrupted when the zombies come yeah but i don't know i still think that the the general feel of the game is is pretty well done even if the characters are kind of just skins and the the story's non-existent it still has a good feel to it though yeah they do they do enough with what they gave you (laughs) so i'm all right with it it's just it seems like it would be more fun if there was more before we move on to an an overall rating are there any other specific instances of the game that you want to talk about or bitch about or tell us about oh let's see so here's one on uh dead air mm-hmm. when they have you walking out onto the tarmac right uh you see a plane crash um yes and it doesn't draw zombies but <laughs> and like <laughs> when i blow up propane tanks it doesn't draw zombies but when I set off a car, it does draw zombies. It just seems kind of inconsistent, man. <laughs> I, I never even thought of that. You know, when I shoot guns, it doesn't draw zombies. Huh. But when I toss a pipe bomb with a beeper, it's like, it's like beeping is the noise that zombies like. The sound of a of a car alarm or whatever honking is like the thing that really gets them going. That's a really good point. How did I never? notice that like holy shit that's a ah uh, you're right because a gunshot's gonna be way louder than a car alarm and a propane tank exploding is too <laughs> right it's just kind of it would have been kind of cool if not shooting your gun they wouldn't come at you <sighs> you know and then Fuck. when you shoot they come for you like i wonder if that's an oversight on valve's part or if they or if they did like maybe they had it so initially at one point development shooting would draw all the zombies and then they went oh my god this is unplayable yeah yeah or if like they considered using having like the pistol not do that but when you start using heavier guns you know the zombies are you know like the ambient zombies that are just like standing around like if they would get alarmed by a louder noise would have been kind of cool um (sighs) damn it why'd you have to mention that (laughs) (laughs) you're welcome fuck that would have been a very interesting because you could have had instances where you it wouldn't have worked as well with the ai because they're all you know thick as concrete pudding but you could have had instances where you're walking through the zombie hordes just trying not to make a noise to get onto the next spot and then someone shoots their gun or knocks a can over or uh, a hunter jumps off of a ledge and starts tearing you apart. You start screaming, and all the zombies turn and come at you. 
ah, oh, that would have been so cool. Yeah, it would have been pretty, especially if you're in like an ammo conserving moment, right? Where you want to sneak into for a little bit, but it doesn't really work when you have like you know the super zombies coming to get you. Yeah, that's inter- That's an interesting nuance I hadn't picked up on. Along that line, what would what do you think if they had taken it that extra step of realism and made it so whenever you got pulled away or jumped on by a zombie you dropped your weapon <laughs> that would suck <laughs> oh my god then my complaint about having to look at something to pick it up would be uh more real <laughs> smoker throws his intestines all around you and starts choking you out and you're you fling your shotgun like a few yards away <laughs> and there's like a horde of zombies as always so you're stuck with your pistols until you can make a clearing find it. make a clearing enough for you to be able to look at the gun and pick it up yeah no that would be that might be unplayable <laughs> that would be detrimental <laughs> <laughs> you get puked on and like your gun disintegrates or something <laughs> right or, or it gets jammed yeah <laughs> oh man if they introduced gun jams to that game completely would break it <laughs> there's no way just like like you were saying if they were like romero zombies they require headshots to kill that would be unplayable right. does not work exactly. with these like the speed of these zombies i wish they had put in a mod that would have turned it into a slower zombie though where you could like do a more of a george romero kind of zombie i wonder if it would still play well or if it'd just be too easy i don't know because, like, you can't really have a hunter in that scenario. How are you going to get a headshot on him all the time when he's True. leaping around, you know? True. Yeah, it would probably break the game. Yeah, probably. And, I mean, <laughs> the tank would be super easy to dispatch. Yeah. Shoot him in the head. Maybe he's got head plating or something. Got a football helmet on. Yeah, because that <laughs> always stops bullets. That always stops bullets. <laughs> anyway, what about, uh, aside from that horrible thing you just pointed out to one of my favorite games <laughs> any other instances that really pissed you off or you want to talk about uh i can't really think of anything in particular that was grinding my gears except for that that last mission where they throw three tanks at you is a little much yeah so there's a <laughs> dlc um campaign that we were playing i had never played any of the dlc so the last one i think it was called the sacrifice. Uh, the sacrifice. Yeah. yeah, the sacrifice. So we played that one together, and oh man, the I don't even know if that was the last mission. That may have been like a stepping stone to the next mission or something. But there's a point where you have to activate three generators. Every time you activate a generator, it draws a tank and a horde. And then after you activate the last one, you have to get up on a a bridge turn on the bridge to raise some platform for some reason and then you have to not only defend that area but go turn on one of the generators again while they throw hordes at you special zombies in three tanks and this was on uh advanced not even expert difficulty so, so they probably would send maybe a fifth or something five. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well or maybe they would actually spawn a like smokers and stuff to drag people off because I didn't see that. Uh, no, they were there. We were just, uh, okay. we were just mopping them up pretty efficiently. Fighting other stuff. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty unplayable. 
it was i'm sure if we had done it like if you had wanted to play the game and we weren't trying to get this recording going we could have beaten it yeah but it was definitely just grinding more than anything yeah trying to get everything in the right order and set with the proper explosive placement and all that that's all i got for it though i think i think that those moments are the (laughs) the most annoying ones (laughs) there weren't any other like you know accidentally fucking killing your teammates by accident or you know watching them chew up all of your all of your resources or like a specific moment of you were so close to winning but the ai just decided they didn't feel like healing you (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, that happened a couple times where I was down and they were just taking their goddamn time getting me, uh, not taking the opportunity of a few zombies to come help me it was kind of annoying. But yeah, that's the uh, that's all I got, I think. <laughs> what about you? <laughs> anything anything jump out at you that, that always gets you? No, no. The I've, I've played this game so many times, they... As I said earlier, the AI only jumps out and bothers me when they're fucking up the few times they do. Um, I do get annoyed at them walking out in front of my shots. That's something that I think that the developers probably could have made them stop doing, but there's there's nothing to be done about it. It's just aggravating when you accidentally kill Bill because he walked face first into your shotgun. Um, yeah, I think most of my teammates, half of the health that they lost was because I shot them. Yeah, and no, I, I, I really do like this game. This was a lot of fun when I first played it, and it's still a lot of fun now. It had a lot of replay value, um, but not so much anymore. I don't I don't really have any urge to play this unless I got like all of my friends to play it. So overall rating, um, you know, typical bins of shit or gold where would you throw this one uh i'd say i i'd play it again for multiplayer to see how that all pans out i think with a full team would be a lot more fun but as it stands if i was going to play it as a single player i just wouldn't (laughs) (laughs) uh probably it's a well-designed game i'd give it like halfway between the bin and the (laughs) and the gold uh because it's it's very pretty you know like the graphics are really nice and everything melds pretty well together i just don't feel like i'm having like a fun experience playing through it again (laughs) gotcha what if you had to give it like a a one-line uh sales pitch or disincentivized pitch (laughs) (laughs) um if you play five minutes of it you've played the whole game oh Cold. Cold. Well, I mean, you will encounter all of the zombies within those five minutes. All the mechanics are laid forth in five minutes, I would say. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And if you like that, that's what. See, that's like what playing multiplayer games are usually like. It's usually about the inner person, like, workings that make them fun. So, you know, you could say the same thing about playing Call of Duty online. If you played five minutes of Call of Duty online, you pretty much, that's how it is. If you like it, you can play hundreds of hours. Yeah, that's, that is true. Um, so for me, Left 4 Dead is, is kind of like uh, Team Fortresses for Kevin, for me. 
it's one of those games that I've put a large number of hours into. I really do like it, but it's not something I really ever need to play again. I've had about as much fun as I'm ever going to have with it. Um, unlike Kevin, they haven't done anything to it to make me upset. So if I were to go and play it, I feel like I'm still playing the game I used to love. It's just it's so predictable now, even with, you know, the AI director and all that shit. It, there's just no real reason for me to go back in. Um, so it's kind of at the bottom of my of my good games list. You know, sits there where it used to be at the top, but I'm, I'm not going to play it anymore, so it, it's got to go back down to the bottom. <laughs> right. And as for my, my one-liner, best... Best zombie game I played until I picked up DayZ. Or maybe I should say the best half of a zombie game ever. <laughs> and to clarify that, I mean, they got the horde down, they got the atmosphere down, they got the gun violence down, but there's no survival aspect to it. There's no interaction between human characters aspect. There's no story. And there's no melee combat. Yeah. So they did the the people's arms flying off and all that but it's kind of meaningless because there's no weight to any of that happening Mm -hmm. yeah it is that's a good way to put it (laughs) it's the the very good combat game and that's but that's its whole thing it's just combat (laughs) which is good right it's it's fun but sometimes people like stories and sometimes people like other mechanics that aren't just the violence aspect yeah so i think we've I think we've beaten this enough. This is uh, probably all we need to have to say about that. So with that, uh, I'm just going to give you all the social media plug bullshit. So if you want, you can come look us up on Facebook. We have a page, Utter Descent. Um, we're also, we also have a Facebook profile named the same deal because, yet again, I don't know how to set up Facebook stuff and I didn't really care enough to make sure I was doing it right in the first place. So if you ever post on the page, you'll see me answering as Utter Descent. And no, I'm not going to use my real Facebook. <laughs> so you can also follow us on Twitter at Utter Descent. Um, we are officially on all of the podcasting sites. We're on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, uh, Google Play. So pretty much anywhere that, that they have podcasting, you'll be able to listen to us on that. And uh, as for... Moving forward, just to give you guys um, an update, we are at a point where there's a lot on my plate. I've got to do Here's My Magic 5 with Eric, and then I've got to do Bastion with Kevin, and then Mark's got to pick what he's going to have me play for him. I think we talked briefly about Conker's Bad Fur Day on the N64, but... He actually has to send me his copy because I don't have that. And those old N64 games are worth like triple their weight in gold. It's absurd. (laughs) Those games are not good enough to justify the amount of money people think they should be sold for. Yeah, I know, right? GoldenEye should not be worth as much as a brand new game. I'm just saying. (laughs) I don't care how much nostalgia you have for it. It's not that good. Yeah, you got to wonder, did anybody ever... uh buy up a whole bunch of copies of those games knowing that they were going to become like expensive in the future probably not i don't know probably not i think at the time everyone was like this is probably going to be a meh game (laughs) (laughs) so 
that's uh that's the lineup on my end um kevin's working through dark souls i we're scheduled to do that next week i don't know if he's going to be ready that by that point um last i talked to him it sounded like he was but i got to catch up with him and make sure and if that's the case then i got to go dark souls it up for a little bit because i don't remember enough of it to to talk so i'm gonna have to go pound my head against that bloody wall one more time hopefully the spikes have dulled down a little bit <laughs> uh they probably haven't it's kind of its thing no, it is its thing and on my end i gotta review here's my magic five again it's been a while but shouldn't be painful at all i like that game so uh, well okay let me let me <laughs> let me classify or uh whatever that it shouldn't be hard at all as long as ubisoft doesn't try to fuck me on my copy because i got it so long ago who knows if they're gonna if they're gonna let me log into the profile that i was on but we'll see yeah could be a non-problem well we'll have a good discussion around that because even if you don't remember all the nitty-picky details of it i'm taking copious notes and <laughs> it's been grinding my gears on quite a few fronts so oh good it's this has been taking way longer than i thought it would to get through this goddamn campaign well i hope <laughs> hope it's not too painful uh we'll talk about it later but spoiler it's kind of like it's fun but it's grindy and the grinding is making me is bringing my annoyances to the forefront, so that's never a good thing. If you're going to grind, you got to do it in a way that isn't bothering me, and that's not what this game's currently doing. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you'll get through it. Don't worry. It's only I'm one sure game. I will. It's only it's only like fifty hours or hundred hours of your life. <laughs> yeah. God. So, uh, yeah. With that, I think we are all done, and. Uh, we will catch you guys next time. All right, yeah, it's been great to be on again.